Thanks for joining us today here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Scott Kirshner. Myself, my name is Chris Swan. Really do appreciate you spending part of your day with us. Here's how to reach out. 419-794-3030. That's the phone number. Once again, 419-794-3030. Always available online day and night to America's Retirement Headquarters. Com. On today's show, how to build retirement income. We're going to talk about whether or not I-bonds are still a good deal and how to manage longevity risk in retirement, all this and more. But before we jump into any of it, let me check in with the guys. Nolan, Scott, glad to be with you guys. Scott, welcome back. How are we Thank doing? Thank you. Yeah, we're doing well. I, um, uh, I'm full-blown in the middle of AEP. Uh, things are gone fantastic. It's probably uh, one of the busiest years that I've had in uh, in all of my 28 years, which mm-hmm. is great. I'm able to help a lot of people out. Um, unfortunately, I had appointments back to back to back to back to back to back to back last Monday, so <laughs> I had to step aside mm-hmm. um, uh, duty calls. But uh, we're doing well, and things are going well. Yeah, also doing great, you know, just enjoying the beautiful weather that we still have a little bit before yes. it cools off here and uh, trying to enjoy what we have. And for those of you that are uh, just tuning in or maybe have been listening for quite some time, uh, it's kind of a final notice. Next week is our Baby Boomer Basics Retirement Workshop that we're holding. It's November 15th and November 16th. They're both the same class. You could just pick which night you want to attend. They start at 6 p.m. It's over at uh, BGSU Levis Commons. Uh, they're in Perrysburg, Ohio. And you can register online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Just click on the events tab. So good to be here. Yeah, you know, the weather's crazy. You know, Nolan, you and I both live in a golf course, and I was out uh, um, last week doing some yard work, and uh, there's a guy still golfing in in short sleeve uh, um, apparel. So it's nice here in northwest Ohio um, in uh, in November, which is awesome. You know, certainly something to take advantage of while we have it. And, you know, we're going to talk about taking advantage of what we have as far as the situation in, in retirement, you know, taking uh, things that might be financially might seem as adversity, but looking at them as opportunities. And so we're going to talk about on this week's show. Let's start off with this. Actually, the Federal Reserve recently gave us its fourth straight jumbo interest rate hike, another 0.75 of a point on on the second. And all indications are it's not going to stop with the increases until inflation is tamed. Jerome Powell has said as much, which is dashing hopes for something called a soft landing, you know, when a recession can actually be avoided. It's not something that we can control. We all have to deal with what the Fed gives us. But can you guys engineer a portfolio that has its own soft landing? Yeah, I think, you know, right now people are rightfully concerned about what's going on. You know, we had uh, a nice month last month in the market, but a pretty volatile start uh, this month sure. with what's happening in the market. I had a lady who recently had come in and she was talking about her overall accounts and you know, was uh, concerned about what had gone on so far this year. And, you know, what she had talked about doing is talking about taking her money out of the market she felt that for the next maybe couple of years, she just wants to sit on the sidelines until things look better. And so, you know, one of the concerns I have about that is, you know, we don't know, quite frankly, you know, what the long-term impact is going to be of the Federal Reserve rising interest rates. I mean, we can use history as a guideline and, you know, aggressively raising interest rates like they have been. is not normally a good sign for the market. Uh, the problem is, is if you go all the way to cash and get out of the market, uh, if and when the market comes back, you have no opportunity to be able to participate in that overall recovery. So there are ways that people can take some steps to try to limit uh, some of the risks that they have. 
you know, this year is kind of a different year than most years. In the past, what you think of uh, when investors have a balanced portfolio, maybe a combination between stocks and bonds, the a hope is is that if stocks are down, your bonds are up. And, you know, what we've seen in 2022 is both stock and bonds have gone down this mm -hmm. year. Uh, so it's not been an area where you can hide from. The good news is, is with, you know, the rise in interest rates, that has a, an immediate and dramatic impact on some other options that are out there. So, you know, with bond funds, we've been talking about the interest rate risk, and I still think there is uh, some interest rate risk within the bond fund category. You can take it, you could reposition that money uh, over into something like a money market account. Uh, you could move it over into fixed annuities. Mm -hmm. uh, I just saw some annuity rates that we were helping folks with that in the five-year category, the rates have got back up over to 5%. Hmm. And it's been a long time since we've seen rates that high. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we've talked about the government I-bonds and being able to take advantage of those and you eliminate interest rate risk. Uh, you can purchase bonds and have bonds where you hold them individually to eliminate some of the interest rate risk. So to me, what I say is I talk about taking steps sideways versus just completely getting out of the market and not having an opportunity. You know, usually when somebody waits till things look better or feel better, it's because the market's already gone back up and it's too late. You know, so getting out while the market's down uh, makes you feel good because you, quote, stop the bleeding, but then you don't really have a chance to take advantage of getting it back. We looked at, you know, the Charles Schwab money market rates and the money market rates uh, is something that's really pretty surprising. The money market seven day yield as of 11.4 uh, on the Schwab.com money market fund website is now 3.3%. Uh, so even money market rates have dramatically gone up where you could put money into something like that and reduce or eliminate the interest rate risk in bonds. The other thing that we oftentimes talk about is we talk about what is called a fixed index annuity and also talk about protected equities. So a fixed index annuity is an investment that, you know, allows your principal to be safe from market decline, yet allows you to participate if and when the market goes back up. So again, what somebody can do if they want to limit the amount of downturn that they could have, uh, the fixed index annuity can be a way to kind of put that floor in place with whatever money that you put in it, yet still be in a, to be in a position where if and when the market comes back, you can participate in those gains. We also have a strategy that we work with called protected equities, which allows us to have a unique approach to kind of hedge some of the overall strategy. So if you haven't learned about protected equities, uh, go over to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can type in protected equities and watch a video on that, and that'll show you a little bit of how they work. We also have a video on uh, index annuities, which you can check out that video to have a better understanding. Just like with any investment vehicle, there's always pros and cons of what you do. So our goal is to help you make a better educated decision about what's right in your situation. You know, Nolan, I had a client that I was uh, uh, meeting with last week for their review. And um, one of the things that they mentioned was um, uh, they're looking at buying dirt. And I go, buying dirt? And he says, yeah, you know, we're, we've went to the cash position many, many months ago, long before the market really started, uh, uh, you know, its big downturn. He says, what we're looking at doing, and, and, and he went to college for, uh, he, he's an economist, right? He said, what we're looking to do is actually get some property. He's because what's going to happen, and, and I'm just telling you this because, you know, this is kind of a perspective for people out there, right? He said, what he sees happening is at some point, the interest rates are going to be at a point where we're really starting to feel it. Right now, people aren't really 
feeling the interest rate increases that much. Um, they are, but not like a lot of people think, right? He says when, when these people start to really get hit with these interest rate increases, then you're going to see where the, the contractors are going to be looking for jobs. So you're going to be able to hire some contractors at a discounted rate based on the last couple of years, right? And he said, you're going to see a possibility of a surplus in, in uh, construction materials. He said, you invest in property now. If you have cash available, you don't have to finance it. You'll be able to do a lot of nice things with buildings and things like that if you have the position in cash. Yeah, you know, again, there's no Swiss Army knife of approach. It all comes down to what your end goal is and what you're trying to accomplish as uh, somebody, you know, close to or in retirement time. And there's many different options that are available out there. There's actually uh, publicly traded investments that are real estate investment trusts that do everything from different properties to land, to things that you're talking about. Sure. If people didn't want to be involved in the day-to-day -day operations mm -hmm. of what I call uh, tenants, toilets, and trash, you know, right, right. as I own the building here in Arrowhead Park, America's retirement headquarters, you know, this 21,000 square foot complex, if something goes wrong and the basement floods, uh, you know, they come looking for me. Right. So again, everybody's situation's different. Uh, there can be things to do just as just an environment. Again, we'd remind you, uh, don't make a panic decision and don't make a knee jerk decision mm -hmm. or dramatically change it without fully understanding the pros and cons of any changes that you make. Having a little bit of that emotional detachment to help empower you, you know, when it comes to your your retirement strategy, your overall financial strategy, as with so many things we talk about here on the show, it's not an all or nothing situation. Uh, and, and not just saying you don't need all of your money in the market or all of your money out of the market or uh, in cash, things like that. But even, you know, having parts of your money, because you look at, you know, the S&P 500, for example, and, and yes, you can see that, you know, it's had a bad year, but not every single stock in the S&P 500 has had a bad year, has seen a downturn. And so there is opportunity, there is growth potential. And some of that and finding out the right blend for you really depends on what you're comfortable with. And that's where having a customized strategy really comes into play. That's where the team at America's Retirement Headquarters uh, really comes into play when it comes to protecting and preserving your retirement. So pick up the phone, give a call, schedule a time to speak with them, 419-794-3030. You can also go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com, as Dylan mentioned earlier, uh, about a week away from that uh, uh, or just a couple days away from that Baby Boomer Basics class going on at BGSU at Levis Commons. You can get more information, including how to reserve your seat, by going to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Have the pandemic, inflation, and recent market decline affected retirement income? The Boston College Center for Retirement Studies says yes, and not in a good way. In 2019, the median retirement income was over $56,000 a year. Today, that number has dropped to $46,000. So as the market goes... So has retirement income. Uh, guys, can we build retirement income that's not affected by the whims of the stock market? Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's ways to do that. But, you know, first of all, if you look at that number in 2019, the median retirement income was $56,000. And today that number dropped to 46000 so it's almost like a double whammy, right? Not only did you have it go down maybe because of your market portfolio going down, at the flip end of the scale, you've got inflation up at double digits. Sure. You know, so the cost of everything has dramatically gone up. So That's that right. $46,000 of spending, you know, doesn't buy the same thing that the $56,000 uh, does because of the impact on inflation. So when you look at it that way, it's again, a, a double whammy. You know, when you're you're looking at building retirement income and how to build retirement income and the things that are not affected by the ups and downs of the stock market, I think there are a lot of smart decisions that folks need to make. One of the first decisions and one that's maybe often overlooked 
is making a smart selection when deciding when to draw Social Security income. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look at the statistics that are out there, it's roughly about 70% of people elect to draw Social Security benefits before their full retirement age, ultimately electing to take a lifetime penalty and a reduction in benefits. You know, it's so important that you run the numbers. You know, Social Security is still going to be the cornerstone of somebody's retirement income. The second thing that you want to do is you want to take a look at like pensions. So if you're one of the blessed ones that still works for a place that has a pension, uh, a lot of people will opt for a lump sum pension. Uh, we're sometimes taking the monthly income can be much better off because those are two areas that are not affected by the ups and downs of the stock market. The next thing is it's a good idea when you're looking at uh, your stock market account to take into consideration the dividends and interest that are generated off of your stocks and bonds. The concept there is to try to live off the fruits, not chop down your tree. Sure. And it, so many people don't realize that the amount of dividends and interest that you get is a controllable uh, choice. So by investment selection process, you can choose to invest in dividend paying companies or you can choose not to. And then what we've seen in 2022, you've already seen that transition where people have been moving away from growth with higher inflation to more value oriented, traditionally dividend paying stocks. So it's another opportunity that the market is kind of moving into. And then the last category that can be used to provide that predictable income are things like uh, immediate annuities, you have uh, fixed annuities, you have indexed annuities. Uh, a lot of those vehicles can provide predictable income. And an annuity is some type of insurance contract guarantee where you have uh, different guarantees for interest. You can get different guarantees on the amount of payment that you have. And when you're wanting to have and build retirement income that's not affected by the ups and downs of the market, to me, one of the most important things is make sure you have enough reliable income to cover your minimum monthly income needs. So what it costs to you know, keep the lights on, put the roof over your head, have a vehicle, groceries, stuff like that. You need to have that more of comfortable. When you're looking at your stock and bond market money, that's more of your play check. So that's your fun money. Uh, so you can take some of the cruises and you know the years that the market doesn't work out, then those are the years that maybe you don't spend a little bit extra. Those are the years where you live off of more of the retirement income that's more consistent. Um, so a couple of different choices and three different options for you. You can retire anytime you want, really. That just means don't take Social Security until then. I, I'm, I'm really, really shocked and surprised at the number of people that, that really have no concrete understanding of how Social Security works. And, you know, if you, if you don't understand it and you want information on that, we've got the guys here that uh, the Social Security claims uh, strategists that really can help out. Uh, how many different strategies are there, like 700 or something like that? There, there is. There's a couple hundred now. They, it used to be 700, and then the, what they do is they keep eliminating some of the strategies, but there's still several hundred options available for a married couple. And when you add it up, what a married couple can get over the course of their entire retirement years, it can be you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, you know, a simple decision uh, may not always be the best decision. It's one of those things that you can, you, you kind of want to run the numbers. Uh, mm -hmm. We have the Social Security optimization software to help, you know, build out that retirement income plan. That's, you know, a big part of it. But again, don't 
pass up some of the other opportunities like, again, looking for ways to increase your predictable interest or dividend income, you know, looking at ways to add more reliable income into the portfolio uh, to help kind of smooth out some of the ride that you have. Lots of choices. It's all about having that guaranteed income to make sure that your monthly expenditures are covered. And, you know, pensions have certainly gone by the wayside. I think in the 70s, it was about two thirds mm-hmm. of all Americans had it. These days, it's a little less than a quarter of them, about 23% is the number. And so, you know, how do you supplement that guaranteed income? Social Security, obviously, everyone is going to get that. That is a factor. But uh, as, as you said, you know, there's lots of different ways to claim it. And people out there working probably haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about when they're going to turn on Social Security. They just know that eventually they're going to. And, you know, the fear of, of the solvency of it maybe entices them to turn it on early. So a lot of people perhaps do it improperly, but we're talking about guaranteed income for the rest of your life. And as Nolan said, you know, the, the difference could be hundreds of thousands of dollars for a married couple. So make sure you get that right. And then also see if there are other components that can, that can come into play, perhaps using a fixed index annuity or things like that, just to make sure that, you know, uh, it's not something that you have to, to worry about down the line, the, the, the solvency of that. We're going to talk more about, uh, longevity in a little bit and how that plays in. But let me give out the number really quick, 419-794-3030. If you have questions about, you know, maybe you have a pension, you're presented with a, a, a buyout offer and you want to look at those options or taking that lump sum. Um, if you want to have questions about your Social Security or just other forms of guaranteed income, 419-794-3030 or go online to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Because guys, the statistics, they don't lie. We are living longer. And while that is good news, There is an article on the Kiplinger website that calls longevity the biggest risk when you're planning for retirement, literally the risk of living too long. Obviously, that's something that should be celebrated, not not dreaded or, you know, faced with concern. So how do you help ensure that you don't outlive what you saved, aside from anything nefarious, of course? Yeah, I think if you look at the stats that are out there, outliving your income is probably one of the biggest fears of a retiree today. And, you know, rightfully so. We've seen kind of a big transition as far as, you know, how society and retirees are today. In the the good old days, if I go back to my parents or grandparents' age, usually they worked for a company their entire life. And Mm -hmm. when they retired, they had Social Security and a pension and, you know, hopefully a little bit of savings to have some fun. And, you know, today that transition has really come back to, you know, you need to save for your own retirement with company-sponsored 401ks is where the lion's share of the money goes. And, you know, when we see like 2022 where the market's uh, a little crazy, it uh, can give some people some gray hair and make them a little bit worried. A couple of uh, tips and pointers that I would say is number one is have a realistic expectation of how long you might live. You know, make sure you use your best judgment on life expectancies, you know, based upon your family, your health history. Mm -hmm. But, you know, otherwise there's tools that are out there that talk about, you know, how to live to 100 calculators, um, you know, what is some of your health habits, taking that into consideration. And what I would say is I would bet on you living. Right. You know, we talked earlier about Social Security and how a lot of people make a decision to draw Social Security because they ran what's called the break-even analysis, meaning that they did a calculation that said, how long do I have to live in order to get my money back? I say, don't look at it from breaking even. You know, what I would look at it is bet on one of the two of you gonna be here for a long time and make decisions to make that income last as much as possible, which is number two, maximizing your social security benefits. You know, that really can be a benefit that, uh, 
you know, if you take it early, you take a lifetime penalty. Uh, if you wait past your full retirement age, you can get automatic increases up until age 70 and get guaranteed income that could be 24% or even higher with the cost of living by waiting just a few short years. Consider gradually phasing into retirement. Uh, I've run into a lot of folks that, you know, want to continue to work past normal retirement age. Mm -hmm. uh, I met with a gentleman this week and I asked him that question. I said, you know, how much longer do you plan on working? And he said, you know, I, I got a pretty good gig. Sure. They let me work from home and I really like it. It's working out well. And I consider retirement optional and work optional. So it's a matter of I'll stop working when it's not fun anymore. Mm. But up until then, he's having a good time. Uh, we see a lot of people that do, you know, some consulting work or, you know, do some things that they wanted to do and allows them to kind of gradually phase into retirement time. So different choices. Yeah, yeah I see that a lot, especially with, uh, you know, dealing with the Medicare you know, one of the things that I do is I'll go through the health insurance through their employer. And, you know, I'm a numbers nerd and, you know, we've admitted that we both uh, love the numbers, right? And sometimes it makes sense to stay on your employer plan. But what I'm finding is a lot of people are working past 65, far more now than ever before. And it, it, it was kind of like that roller coaster there about four or five years ago, uh, people were working longer. And then Everybody's like uh, during the pandemic, they said, I'm just getting out of here. You know, they just couldn't take it. Now I'm seeing that come back the other way and, um, you know, headed back up that uh, roller coaster hill, right? Where people are working past 65 a lot more now. And, um, you know, it could be because of obviously the economy, inflation, and, and they just need to keep working because their, their portfolio is not performing the way it was. But people working into their 70s, I've talked with a couple of other insurance brokers. They're both looking to retire, but they're both 72 years old. Not very hard, but they're working, right? Um, me personally, I love what I do. It's fun, uh, except for AEP. It's it's not real <laughs> stressful. Um, you know, and I, I love it. It's, it's, it's easy work and I'm helping people. And as long as I can still be productive and, and help people and my health holds out, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't work into, you know, at least 70, you know. I yeah, so when you're looking at how to manage longevity risk, another thing to really take into consideration is make sure when you're looking at your sources of income, again, like I said before, I'm betting on you living. So you want to make sure that you can cover your minimum monthly income needs by reliable income sources. So that's things like Social Security, pensions, and annuity income. And then the final thing I would say is make sure that you put a shield around your assets and income sources if there's a healthcare crisis. I'd say one of the reasons that I see a lot of people are forced to retire earlier than they thought is because of an unexpected or a unplanned for a healthcare crisis com comes up. Now, in addition to that, you know, in later years, talking about having your life savings wiped out, if uh, a spouse goes into a nursing home, you know, under the spend down laws, if you don't have any type of protection in place, for the most part, there's going to be countable and uncountable assets. And for, you know, a married couple, there are some things that are protected, like a certain level of investment assets or a minimum monthly income need, uh, maybe one car, prepaid funeral, things like that. But you know, for folks that have saved and accumulated money, even a married couple, they could drain down their assets mm -hmm. very quick if one of the two of them ends up in a facility. Mm -hmm. 
Now, it gets even worse for somebody who is, uh, you know, single. And in that situation, you know, the government really expects you to spend down all of your assets. Of course, there are some strategies that are out there. But for the most part, the government is not going to take care of you if you have a health care crisis. And that could also increase your longevity risk if you haven't addressed that issue. Yeah, and, you know, the good thing is to put things in place now when you have a choice to make those those plans. Uh, you don't want to leave it in the hands of somebody else that really doesn't know what your your plans are or what your wishes are. If you're healthy enough to make those decisions now, you know, I was having this discussion with my mom. You know, she's 84 years old, and, um, you know, she's starting to get to a point where she doesn't need anything. Like for Christmas, you know, we're talking about Christmas already, and she says, don't buy me anything. I don't need anything. Um, because at some point, and she, you know, we're being real here, right? At some point, she's no longer going to be here, and, and we're going to have to do some of these things, you know, talk about long-term care. I said, Mom, why don't you make decisions now while you're, you're, you're mentally here and you understand what's going on, and you can give things and, and make decisions that you can control versus if something happened to you um, health-wise and you're not able to make those decisions, you're at the mercy of possibly the government or, you know, whoever is going to be able to put you in, into a home and, and, and get your care taken care of. Make these decisions now while you can so you don't have to worry about the decisions when it comes time. And when you have to make those decisions under duress, as we've talked about so many times, whether it is a healthcare thing or, you know, tied to the market, when you make those emotional decisions, that is when a lot of mistakes can happen. Look, we certainly hope, I think I'm speaking on behalf of of Nolan and Scott and honestly the entire team at America's Retirement Headquarters, we hope that you get to work as long as you want to. Now, sometimes there are situations where that is taken out of your hands. Maybe the money isn't there, the income isn't there, you have to work a little bit longer. Sometimes you're forced into retirement a little earlier, whether it is a healthcare thing or layoffs or, you know, maybe there's a situation where you run the numbers and you suddenly figure out that you can actually retire, but you want to keep working, as as they mentioned with that that client earlier who kind of has it in their back pocket to know that one day they can walk away whenever they want to, whenever they want to, if they want to but they have a plan in place. That's what it all comes down to is, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, knowing that if and when that time comes, you don't have to make those emotional decisions. So it all starts with that phone call. 419-794-3030. Pick up the phone, give a call, start developing that retirement strategy with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters. 419-794-3030 or go online to americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, guys, November is National Long-Term Care Awareness Month. So besides spreading the word about nursing home abuse and neglect, this month also encourages adults to put a care plan in place for their future, something that I think a lot of people don't really think about until it's thrust upon them. So many retirees are probably asking, how do I prepare for long-term care expenses? What do you want to tell them? Well, uh, first of all, I'd say there are, you know, a lot of great uh, organizations here in town. And, of course, there's a couple of them that, you know, you fall into the the home abuse and neglect. I got to say personally, you know, I had my mom pass away from cancer and she was at hospice in Northwest Ohio. And I consider those people angels on earth. They, you know, were just absolutely fantastic. It's, it's a big topic. It's one of those topics that I think a lot of people don't want to talk about when you're looking at how do I prepare for long-term care expenses? It's, you know, we never want to get older and we never want to think about, you know, what that could look like. But the good news is, is if you check it off the list now, kind of like what we were just talking about sure. on our other show segment is by getting it taken care of now, uh, there can be a lot better choices, a lot more choices, and it can not be as a stressful situation by waiting uh, till a, a crisis situation. 
when you look at it, there's really five different choices. Number one is you could self-insure. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, you know, it's kind of what a, a coin toss, whether somebody's going to end up needing long-term medical care in their lifetime. Um, and self-insure, if they build up a nest egg, they could obviously pay for that out of their pocket. Now, Scott, though, you know, the challenge is, is if, if you look at it with health care costs continuing to spiral out of control, uh, even self-insuring can, you know, deteriorate somebody's assets pretty quick. There's no question. Uh, you know, one of, I think one of the most important things to do is under, uh, to understand the different levels of care. You know, you have your um, uh, intermediate care, you have your assisted living care, you have your memory care, and then you have your full-blown um, 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 long-term care where they need all of the services that the facility offers. Um, I'm very, very familiar with this because I've been going through this a lot. If you understand those different levels, each one of them come with a different amount of expense. You know, for example, if you uh, if you're looking at assisted care, basically what they're going to do with assisted care is they're going to make sure that you're okay. They're going to offer you uh, the availability for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the common area. You're going to be able to go to all of the functions that they have, but you're pretty much taking care of yourself. You know, they're going to make sure you're taking your medications, but everything else is taking care of yourself. For something of that nature, you're looking at an expense of anywhere from. 3,000, maybe 2,500 to 5,000 a month. Okay. So you're looking at somewhere between 35 to $65,000 a year mm. in long-term care expense. As I've mentioned many times before, this type of coverage is not part of Medicare. It is not covered under Medicare. I have a client right now, um, actually a, a friend of mine, her her mother's in a long-term care facility, uh, actually skilled nursing, and she's just not getting any better. And the insurance company comes along and says, uh, you've got to be booted out of here, right? And she called me up, and she's all emotional. And I, and, and I you know, I apologize because I sympathize with her. But if you're not getting better, then you're using your skilled nursing as a long-term care facility, which there's no coverage, and they're going to boot you out. So, um, you know, self-insuring it's definitely going to eat into your resources. You know, if you need the full blown care, you're looking at anywhere from five to $7,000 a month, long-term care that can really, really deteriorate your, um, uh, your assets. If you're going to self-insure for that. It can, it can get, you know, extremely expensive. The next area I say to take a look at is veteran benefits. Absolutely. So, you know, we have here in Lucas County, we've got the Lucas County veteran service office. Um, there's also what's called, uh, veteran service officers in town that, that can help you navigate the landscape of what's available out there for those of you who served. Uh, of course, there's going to be asset and income limitations. But, you know, for those of you who served in the military, um, you know, thank you first and foremost for your veteran services. Yeah, we're yep, thinking about, absolutely. you know, Veterans Day weekend, and, and, and we appreciate everything that we do, which is why we're so actively involved in helping save our veterans with the Hooves organization. But if you haven't reached out to Lucas County Veteran Service Organization and become familiar with your benefits, take advantage of that. Again, know what your options are. If down the road something comes up, you know what your choices are. Number three is what you think of when you think of uh, traditional mm -hmm. long-term care insurance. You know, so with traditional long-term care insurance, this is oftentimes the insurance that I hear about. It's like use it or lose it type of insurance. So you're traditionally paying a premium. You're selecting what type of benefits that 
you want, whether it's, as you pointed out, in-home care, assisted living, adult daycare or nursing home care, uh, what your daily or lifetime maximum benefits are, things like eliminations. You know, the biggest challenge I would say for that is, you know, again, going back with healthcare costs continuing to go up, you know, it's one of those things like if you need it, it's thank goodness you had that type of insurance, right? Absolutely. If you got into a car accident, thank goodness you had coverage. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then it feels like it was money out the window. You know, you could pay year mm-hmm. after year after year, one day just sail off into the sunset. And one might say, well, I should have, could have, would have been better off had I just left that money to my kids. Uh, and they could have used that money since they didn't need long-term care. But that's what traditional long-term care insurance is. Yeah, you know, when you look at the numbers, and it's really, really hard to look at the numbers when you're, you know, 40, 45, 50 years old and say, oh, you know, like you said, they should have, would have, could have. But think about this number, okay? If you bought a traditional long-term care policy back in your mid-40s, early 50s, you could be looking at a premium of somewhere between, you know, $2,500, maybe even $3,500 for a couple, right? Well, do the math on that. That's a year premium. I mentioned earlier about the the monthly cost for a nursing home at five thousand. So spending three grand a year to save five thousand a month, those numbers really add up, right? You know, so that's why uh, I think the big big problem that a lot of people had, and you can attest to this, Nolan, is the the traditional long term care, like you mentioned, it's a use it or lose it. You know, uh, it's one of those situations where, gosh, I've paid all of this premium in here and. You know, you go into a nursing home for a month and, you know, unfortunately pass away. You didn't even use any of the benefits, but you had that coverage there if you need it. You know, and I think that that's what has steered a lot of people away from the old traditional. But there are a lot of changes. You know, the hybrid plans today are far different than they were uh, back in the day. Yeah, you were talking about earlier the fact of it's a lot cheaper if you focus on uh, not the nursing home. So you talked about how assisted living tends to be cheaper. And I think if you ask anybody that's close to her in retirement time, their desire is always to be able to stay at home to maintain mm-hmm. their control and independence. Mm-hmm. And so instead of always just looking at the end, meaning the most expensive nursing home aspect, you know, maybe when you're looking at developing your care plan, first and foremost, you focus on developing your stay-at-home plan. Absolutely. So with your stay-at-home plan, there are some annuities that are out there with additional benefits for long-term care, and there's also a life leverage plan. So with annuities, annuities are products that are issued by an insurance company. And some of these annuity accounts, what they do is they offer some type of growth factor that says, hey, in 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, if you cannot perform two of your activities of daily living, uh, that's the things like what we think of when we think of taking prescribed medication, you know, getting in and out of bed or using the bathroom facilities. When you cannot perform some of these activities of daily living, what it'll do is it'll provide income. Now, with annuities, it doesn't always provide enough income if it's the full-blown nursing home sure. expense, but it could go a long way to helping make life a little easier around the house. Again, helping somebody maintain control and independence. Then that fifth category is that life leverage plan, probably one of my uh, favorite options to take a look at uh, for folks. And I know it's something that even my own family has, but it's something we've shown a lot of clients that are out there. What we think about is uh, think about taking money and moving it from your left pocket to your right pocket. 
So it's an asset that's still in your pocket. You could have a $100,000 of what I would call lazy assets. Sure. So money that's just kind of sitting mm -hmm. around, very unproductive. Um, and you want to take and try to leverage that dollar to get more benefits. You know, a 65-year-old healthy male or female, they may be able to move that money over and then instantaneously they could get $150,000 as far as a death benefit. Sure. The nice thing about the life leverage plan, the plans that we usually look at is we look at plans that uh, are usually 100% liquid up front. So if somebody wants to get their money back or uh, have complete access to the funds, they have that liquidity feature inside of there. Secondarily, if they never need it and simply pass away, that death benefit's paid out. But it's paid out in the form of life insurance, which if named correctly, can be paid out income tax-free, probate-free cash. Mm. The $100,000 that's sitting in the lazy assets, the question is, is how long is it going to take for that money to grow to be $150,000? Sure. Well, if you have a life leverage plan, it's instantaneous. You know, and unfortunately, after doing this for 28 years, we've had clients that have had this plan, and then they've lost somebody. And, you know, I go to the surviving spouse and I say, you know, I'm so sorry for the loss of your loved one, but here's the insurance plan that we put in place. But the third benefit that you get is you can get, you know, double or triple your benefits. So again, if somebody puts in 100,000, they might qualify for $300,000 of long-term care, sure. critical, chronic, and terminal illness coverage. So again, based upon their own situation, uh, whether they have a heart attack, a stroke, or an organ transplant, some type of critical illness, they can have access to their funds while they're still alive. If they have a chronic illness, again, that inability to perform uh, some of your activities of daily living, they can again accelerate you know, part of that $300,000. So if they put in 100,000, it's worth 300,000. The way that I look at it is they're still paying some of that expense, right? Because sure. that 100,000 was their initial investment. Yeah. But it's leveraged into that example of 300,000. So you're paying, you know, 30 cents or 50 cents on the dollar versus paying dollar for dollar for healthcare related expenses. So the life leverage plan is a, is a great plan uh, when you're incorporating the, the stay at home plan. But, you know, those benefits can be used anywhere somebody wants to use them. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I, I love the concept. Uh, you know, the life leverage plan is, is an awesome. And, and you mentioned one thing, and I want to touch some numbers really, really quickly here. You mentioned the, uh, you know, the stay at home plan, right? 78% of people are solely relying on family members to take care of their long-term care needs. And 90% of those family members have had to alter their work schedules or lifestyles as a result of that. Um, one of the things that, <laughs> unless you are experiencing that, you know, um, I remember my dad, he always would say, you are not putting me in a home. And I think there's a, um, you know, some of these homes, if you have the ability to pick and choose, like I mentioned earlier, is obviously the best option. But if you don't have that option and you're putting in, put into a home that, that the government is telling you where to go, um, that could turn out to be a very, very uncomfortable situation for anybody, right? But I will tell you this, the strain and the stress on family members to take care of their parents. We all do it because we love them dearly and, and it's always, you know, we try to do the best for them, but that's not always the best, you know, because it will drain your assets, let alone uh, cause a great deal of stress, could cause some health issues and 
Uh, are you really doing what's best for your loved ones? Everybody wants to make sure they plan for at home, and I love the way you say that. You know, let's let's look at creating an at home uh, care plan for you, and, and life leverage plans are the way to get that done as well. A lot of different strategies there when it comes to long term care, from you know the self funding to the traditional policy to some of these hybrids that uh, Nolan and Scott just laid out there. Not saying that that any of them is going to be you know the right answer or the wrong answer. The worst thing you could do. I think is to say that it won't happen to me. We certainly hope that is the case, but you know, as, as the guys said, you know, somewhere between fifty to seventy percent chance, uh, depending on, on where you look, that you're going to need that that form of the of some form of long term care assistance. And if you don't plan for it, you become, you know, it becomes that emotional uh, strain, that financial strain, and it's something that can be avoided with just a little bit of preparedness. You know, something to take into consideration and to figure out what's going to work best for you. The the team at America's Retirement Headquarters can weigh the pros and cons to see what's going to be best down the line. This is America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. We're going to take a deeper dive into that long-term care conversation when we come back from the break. Back in October, at the end of October, if you try to buy an I-bond, which are tied to inflation, you might have run into problems with the Treasury Department's website. A lot of people rushed the, to, uh, there at the last minute to cash in on, I have to say, a very attractive 9.6% interest rate, and that caused the site to crash. So a lot of difficulty uh, getting there. Uh, right now, the rate has, has gone down a little bit. It's still it's uh, 6.89% since they've redone it. If you miss this opportunity at 9.6, is there anything else being offered that's that's worth talking about? Well, uh, you know, if you haven't got it to take advantage of some of those I-bonds, I'd say, in my opinion, I think I-bonds are still very attractive at that rate, especially as a cash alternative. Um, you just have to know you know, how to set up an account. You have to know some of the key characteristics, such as you need to leave it in there for at least one year. If you cash it out prior to five years, you'll lose three months worth of interest and you could have it for up to 30 years. And then with the I-bonds, the rates do automatically adjust every six months. So you saw that big rush for people to go out, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as we've been talking about it. In fact, that's still one of our most popular videos that we have on our YouTube channel. If you haven't set up or bought a government bond, you know, when I was a little kid, what I remember is you used to go to the bank, you know, grandma, grandpa, maybe put one in my Easter basket. Mm, But that doesn't really exist today. What you have to do is you have to go to the U.S. Treasury Department and then set up an account with them. If you're not familiar, uh, keep in mind the website crashed last week because so many people were going there. Take that and consider the fact that uh, instead of helping savers, they're looking to hire IRS agents. So that area in the government is really understaffed. Mm -hmm. So instead of maybe trying to get on the phone and waiting for a couple hours before somebody answers, uh, we have that video up there on how to set up an account with the U.S. Treasury Department. If you go over to YouTube, uh, just type in America's Retirement Headquarters. And again, that uh, you can see that link below on how to set up your account with the U.S. Treasuries uh, to make those purchases. Because again, in my opinion, when you look at it, Uh, The I-bond rate is still very attractive. Uh, Of course, you have limitations for what you can do. So the clock is ticking now that it is November if you want to make a deposit. And then turn around and make another deposit uh, in January. That's what my wife and I both did. And then we plan on doing the same. Uh, There are other things, though. There, There are other options, other choices that are out there. Um, Something that I have seen a lot that has been coming out is the attractiveness on uh, fixed annuity rates. Fixed annuity rates are substantially higher today because of the federal government raising interest rates. You know, you could see uh, three-year fixed accounts in the 3% range. 
you could see five-year fixed accounts in the 5% range. Uh, so taking advantage of some of the fixed rates that are out there, even things like money market rates, they're up uh, quite a bit for people that you know want more liquidity. When we were doing the show here on 11.4, so as of November 4th, the money market rate over at Charles Schwab is 3.3%. Uh, and uh, I think a lot of people might be sitting around with money that's earning 0.0033, right? So yeah. there are uh, much more attractive rates that are out there today. Um, and there's great choices. Uh, even if you weren't able to get your I-bonds because of the government website crashing, uh, it's still not too late to take advantage of those and to take advantage of uh, some of the other fixed rates, which are much higher today. And who couldn't use a little bit more income right now? Nolan, let me ask um, just for the layperson out there. So if I wanted an I-bond, let's say I was um, six months ago investing in, I would get 9.6, right? That's what the rate was, but the rate automatically adjusts. Right. So when I like log into my I-bond account today, now my rate is adjusted to the new rate. So these rates, they change every six months. So, so. every six months, these change, right? Correct. So I put in X number of dollars uh, six months ago, so I got 9.6 for six months. It adjusts here to 6.89 for the next six months. Um, does that ever go negative? I have not seen it go negative. I've had I-bond for a long time now. I've seen it pretty low, um, but not negative. So if you're going to purchase I-bonds, I think inflation is probably going to be here for a little while. Sure. Yeah, it's sure. going to take it maybe a couple of years to right. get it under control, but eventually they'll get it under control. You know, So as interest rates come back down, um, again, you'd have to look at your own personal situation, consider things like, you know, if you take it out before five years, how that could impact you. But, you know, it's an area where it can make sense for part of your money to make it work a little bit harder. Uh, but yeah, like you say, is every six months or so, you kind of want to pay attention to what the rates yeah. are. So as the rates, let's say it drops down to 3%. And I don't know, I don't know what the, the I-bonds drop down to, you know, this isn't my lane, this is your lane, right? Uh, so then sometime maybe late next year, it goes back up to 9.6. I'm going to earn 9.6 on my, all my money, right? Yes. Every six months it adjusts. So it yeah. adjusts in October so, and May. There you go. We talk so often on the show about finding opportunity in times of, you know, uh, financial uncertainty and, and, and high inflationary rates, market volatility. What we've seen, interest rates continue to increase. Uh, this is one of those opportunities using I-bonds fixing X annuities, money market rates. It really depends on your situation, what you're comfortable with, how close you are to retirement and developing that strategy. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they're, they're really good at helping, you know, find that opportunity, have that emotional detachment and come together with a plan that's best for you. But uh, to get started, to, to put them on your team, pick up the phone, give a call 419-794-3030 or go to the website, americasretirementheadquarters.com. Now, Scott, we've talked a few times here about the annual election period and it's going on for uh, you know, uh, October 7th, October 15th through December 7th. So right. still a little mm -hmm. bit of time left for 2022. After that comes something called open enrollment. Uh, that is a different period. What is the difference between annual enrollment and open enrollment? So that's, um, that's a tongue twister, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's all these uh, periods, right? Annual, open, and uh, initial. So there's there's actually um, kind of a big difference, actually. So where we're at right now, October 15th through December 7th, we're in what's called the annual enrollment period, which you mentioned, Chris. And that is where you want to get a review of your plan. You know, I'm offering these free reviews. I have people come in and you look at your current plan. There have been changes to Medicare, and there have been changes to some of these uh, Advantage plans that are out there. Very, very minor changes, but there are changes nonetheless. 
if you have not reviewed your plan, the annual enrollment period is the time to make that review. Okay, so what you do is you go through and you uh, look at if, you, if your medications have changed, if your doctors have changed, you uh, need to look at your prescription coverages that maybe um, your out-of-pocket expenses have gone up because of formularies. You know, for example, they've got the insulin coverage at, capped at $35 copay per month. Uh, there's a lot of things about that that a lot of people don't understand. Um, it sounds like it's a great thing, which it really is. Uh, the unfortunate thing with that is during uh, the um, uh, gap or the donut hole, that's no longer $35 copays. Uh, so you need to look at your prescription coverages during this period right now to make sure that how that's going to impact you moving forward. I have seen a lot of these plans have actually dropped in premiums. Uh, so if you're paying a premium that's um, over $20, $25 for a prescription plan, you might want to do a review because a lot of them have dropped. So then we jump to the open enrollment. So let's say you've made a change to your plan right now during the annual enrollment period. Uh, and let's say we move into the open enrollment period. That starts January 1st and runs through March 31st, okay? This is the time you get the do-over. Quite simply, you can change one last time moving forward into that following year during the open enrollment period. You could go back to the plan you were on, you could go to a different plan, but you do get that option. So the annual enrollment period is when you make your initial review and you make any changes. The open enrollment period allows you to actually make one more change uh, moving forward into that rest of that year. After March 31st, you're stuck with that plan until the following uh, January 1st. So it's kind of important to understand those two uh, periods, but um, I think that's kind of it in a nutshell. It's good to know. You know, and here I was thinking that, you know, come December 7th, you were going to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, but the open enrollment period <laughs> kicks off right after the holidays. Going to keep you occupied until March 31st. There is still time to make your decisions for the, the coming year. And uh, it's better to go ahead and do that now than have to, you know, call that mulligan in the open enrollment period. But you still have that in your back pocket if you need to. Hopefully you won't with a proper strategy. Scott, it's here for you. All you have to do is reach out to him. Uh, AmericasMedicareAssociates.com is the website. Or you can give a call as well, 419-794-3030. That's how you reach America's Retirement Headquarters uh, for any questions you may have. And we want to thank you so much for joining us this week uh, here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Please uh, have a great week ahead of you. Have a safe week ahead of you. Guys, as always, appreciate the time. And as we wrap up, I want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, I'd say uh, the quote for this week is, retirement is wonderful if you have two essentials, uh, much to live on and much to live for. So everybody have a great week. If uh, you haven't had a chance, make sure you sign up for our upcoming class. Uh, you can go over to America's Retirement Headquarters, click on the Events tab, and uh, come out to our Baby Boomer Basics class. Uh, otherwise, we'll be back same time, same channel right here on Toledo's largest talk station, 1370. And just remember, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters, home of America's Medicare Associates and the Retirement Guys Formula. 
America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.